Change Nation. Les Brown is an incredible man. Many of you know him as probably the world's best motivational speaker. Well, he's here with us today on the show to inspire most of you to finally maybe pursue that dream that you've thought of, to help us live happier lives, to be more fulfilled, and just to get the juice out of life. He also has an incredible personal story that I'm sure we're going to touch upon as well during the show. So welcome, Les. What a great honor to have you on the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. But let me do a little correction. I believe that Tony Robbins or Zig Ziglar, they're, they're number one, number two. I, I'm a very close third, though. But, and you know what? But I'm gaining on them. Humility <laughs> is one of the keys of success. So thanks Thank for you. saying that. So Les, our show is all about change. Yes. And we have a lot of change agents and people who inspire change in others. I guess one of the first questions I wanted to ask you is, what is the hardest change that you've ever had to go through? Being the person that I am now, you know, they ask George Bernard Shaw if he had his life to live over again, looking at all the people throughout history that, that he's known, who would he like to become? And he paused and without blinking he said, I'd like to become the man I never was. Mm -hmm. And when I look at my life, the most difficult thing I've ever done was to come about to make the decision to become this person that I am now. It took me 14 years, 14 years. Mm -hmm. I had someone say, Les Brown, you can do more than be a disc jockey. I was a disc jockey for many years in Columbus, Ohio. And he said that I could talk to corporations, organizations about leadership, about their potential, about living their dreams. And I resisted him. I said, look, I don't have a college education. I was labeled educable, mentally retarded. I've never done the things that I'm going to be talking to them about. How could I possibly do that? And so while I was talking to him, all of a sudden, the phone went dead. So I called him back and said, hey, we lost the line. He said, we didn't lose the line. I said, what do you mean? He said, I hung up because when you argue for your limitations, you get the key <laughs> I said, whoa! Well said. <laughs> and so I said, I hope you win this conversation. <laughs> you know? But that was the most difficult part because I did not see and had no idea, any, any inkling that I could become this kind of person that I am right now. And, and so just one believing that, that it was possible, that's, that was the most difficult part. It took me years to get to the place to have the courage to do the things necessary to bring about the transformation. So what are the beliefs that you have today? What are those rock-solid beliefs that no matter what you feel are yours and... Well, I believe that it's possible that all of us can change, that we can all have our dreams. It's very important that we get out of our head and get into our greatness. I believe that we all have the potential for greatness, but greatness is a choice. It's not your destiny. It's choices that we make every day, and that you've got to make choices outside of your comfort zone, which Brian Tracy calls the danger zone, because in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been. Did you know what you were great at? I think a lot of people don't know or they've become so disconnected from their gifts or their dream or what they actually would love to be. Interesting you should say that. I, I find that most people are not living up to their true potential and manifesting their greatness. Number one, they don't know what they have going for them. Number two, they don't know how to earn money earning uh, money doing that which they have going for them, that which comes naturally to them. And the third thing is that they don't know how to get access to the people that will pay the money for what they do. You know, I, I think that I did not know, and most people don't know, and it, you have to experiment in life in order to find it. What is it that resonates with you? And most of us have the ability to do a variety of things, not just one particular thing, that I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer, I train speakers, I teach people how to, to connect with their personal power, to do more, to discover their power voice. Uh, so we all have so many things in us. I remember the line in Lion King, Simba, you are more than that which you have become. Mm 
And I think every day that we have to remind ourselves that we're more than what we have become thus far, and that life is about challenging and taking some risk. Viscott said, if you're not willing to risk, you can't grow. And if you can't grow, you can't become your best. And if you can't become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? So, Les, in what way today in your life are you way out of your comfort zone? I think I'm out of my comfort zone when I look at the fact that, particularly the work that I enjoy doing in prisons, mm -hmm. that when I go into those types of environments, I have a passion for prisons because my mother was once incarcerated, I'm adopted. And so when I go in there, that to be able to create an environment where people can say within themselves, I can, in spite of the inhumane treatment that I'm receiving while incarcerated, fact that in spite of the fact that I'm no longer a person, I'm a number, in spite of the fact that I'm in an environment where they're designed a system to make me bitter rather than to make me better, to give them some hope in the midst of that and to give them the mental stamina to hold on because that's one area that I can't say I can identify with you. I've never been incarcerated, so to speak to an environment and to circumstances that I've never experienced myself, that's where I'm uncomfortable. Most other situations that I talk about with people, those are things that I've experienced. So when I say you can make it, I'm talking from a place of knowing. When I now go into a prison, I'm talking to something that I believe, but not from my own experience. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm out of my comfort zone. Is there a, I mean, I get a lot of like just generosity of heart just sitting in front of you. Is your driver to serve? Is your driver to contribute? Is your, what drives it is, you? It is to serve because my mother, she adopted seven children at age 46. And I, I always say that all that I am and all that I ever hoped to be, I owe to my mother. That's an Abraham Lincoln quote. I, I saw a sign once that said, God took me out of my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. So I'm very much like her. They call me Mamie Brown's baby boy. <laughs> She never met a stranger. She loved to serve. She had a passion for people. And I have a passion for people. And just because of things that I've done, I, I realized that if I needed someone to believe in me, and I now say that sometimes you have to believe in somebody's belief in you until your belief kicks in. So it's not even necessarily that you believe sometimes. You just need a little help <laughs> to get over the hump. So I think it is my desire to serve, to help people. That's, that's what turns me on. And that's the Mamie Brown factor in me. Is there something that you do on a daily basis? Are there habits? Do you meditate in the morning? Do you take care of your body? Like, what, what are I habits meditate. that create I have 20 minutes of meditation when I first wake up. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so, you know, I said, I'm a 14-year prostate cancer conqueror, as I talk to you mm -hmm. now. My PSA, which stands for prostate-specific antigen, is 381, one to four is normal. And I'm cancer-free, I'm debt-free, and drama-free. You know, PSA for me means positively staying alive. <laughs> and trust me, it's better to be seen than to be viewed, all right? So, Very much. So, um, I, so I, I get up in the morning and I, I meditate. And I laugh a lot. I, that, I, I'm glad to be here. You know, I was a funeral was coming by one day, a funeral procession. I started laughing. I said, "Such a tragic situation. Why are you laughing at that?" So I'm not laughing at them. I'm so glad I'm out of that casket. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not ready to go yet. I'm having a good time. You know, but I laugh a lot because I found that one minute of anger 
weakens the immune system for four to five hours. Wow. One minute of anger and one minute of laughter boosts your immune system for over 24 hours. So after I get through the day, you know, you won't get sick for 10 years, all right? <laughs> and then I read 10 to 15 pages of something positive every day. <laughs> Think about that. I review my goals that I've written down the night before, what I wanted to get out of the day rather than just get through the day. Mm -hmm. And then I have an affirmation, Lord, whatever I face today, together you and I can handle it. And that starts my day. Because whatever you experience, whatever you read, whatever you hear, the first 20 minutes when you wake up in the morning, it affects the spirit of your day. You mentioned the Lord, your spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs. Are you guys working in tandem? Or do you think a lot of it is kind of up to you to go do in this life? Like, some people are confused. How much of this is God's work? How much of this is my work? Well, first of all, I think religious people are afraid of going to hell. And spiritual people have been there. <laughs> Uh, to me, I believe that when you, when you get up in the morning and, and you have operating out of the thinking of, of Charles Udall who said we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. My whole goal when I wake up in the morning, what is it that I can do? What, mm -hmm. what difference can I make? What impact can I make? Uh, what, what, what level of, of light can I bring to a situation of darkness or a word of encouragement or a smile? That, that's what turns me on. And I, they said that service is a rent we pay for the space that we occupy while we're here on earth. And, mm -hmm. and I'm always looking for ways in which I can serve. We're going to be right back with Les Brown. here on Change Nation with the extraordinary Les Brown. Les, who encourages you? Who supports you? If when you have dark days, or maybe you don't have dark days, but when you're like, wow, I need someone to pick me up. You who dark are your as I am, people? you always have dark days. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Les Brown and Boy Black, all right, anyhow. <laughs> Well, the, I have a group of people. Uh, you know, I believe in OQP, only quality people. You have to have people around you that you can learn from, that you can grow from, and that people that will encourage you. And so I have some friends that, that tell me, Les, you can make it. You can go through this thing. You can handle this. It's very important that we give ourselves a support base and, and people around you that will make you stretch. I remember a quote by a gentleman out of Atlanta, and he said that you're the smartest one in your group, you need to get a new group. <laughs> and that's the same thing if you're the strongest one. You've got to get some other folk that's stronger than you are in various areas, and that can help you through. So I have spiritual partners, I have social partners, I have business partners, and they are my support group that gives me a home court advantage in this place called Earth and allow me to bounce back when life knocks me down. Because life catches all of us on the blind side. And so you gotta have some people that you can fall back on. Les, can you share a challenge that Les Brown goes through? Well, the biggest challenge that I have is, is having friends that are very close to me or family members that I can't reach. I mean, that is, that is very humiliating. It's very, because you say, oh, you all that? Well, see, can you change your sister? Or see, could you change yep. your son, all right? And it is, it is so tough. It's, it's very challenging. I remember a friend of mine that 
I was working with his sister to do an intervention to help him get off of drugs, and I'll never forget. We failed. He told us to get out of his house. And while we were going down the steps, she said, don't feel discouraged. And I said, why? She said, most people won't participate in their own rescue. And, and I've lost a lot of sleep, a lot of energy trying to change people that I couldn't change. And just because they're my relative or because they're my close friend didn't mean that that gave me some advantage or some special access. So it's humbling. It's um, I don't like to lose at all, and so there are situations in which I lost in that particular case. Uh, there are other situations where I'd like to be able to make a greater impact on a larger scale and get other people to share the vision and being able to get people to buy in to make the commitment rather than sit around and talk about what the possibilities are. That, yeah. that can throw me into a nosedive yeah. because you can't do it by yourself. You've got to get some buy-in. Got to be relentless and unstoppable until you're able to organize a posse of people who share the vision. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just feel like time is running out on me. Mm -hmm. At 65, and it's, you know, I, I used to think people in their 40s were old, now I feel like I served at the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. It said, Life is like a roll of toilet tissue. The closer you get to the end, the faster it runs out. <laughs> <laughs> Pray for me. I will. I'll give you my prayers. Yeah. Les, what are the five P's? Well, one is purpose. You've got to have a sense of purpose. You've got to have a sense of why you're here and what it is you're supposed to be. The other one is persistence. Um, Calvin Coolidge says nothing is more powerful than and persistence. The other one is passion. You've got to really be passionate about it, be willing to give your all to it. You know, A.L. Williams said, all you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. Mm -hmm. But make sure you do all you can do. The other is people. You can't do it by yourself. You have to have other people that share the vision. And the final thing is perseverance. You're going to have some setbacks in life. Life is going to kick your butt. It's not personal. Don't ask the question, why me? Why not you? Who would you suggest? Would you like to give us some days? It's going to kick your butt. And so I've got a saying, when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. And see these things. Do dreams, do achieving goals, is that what creates happiness? Like a lot of the times people are like, well, that's what's going to make me happy. You know, what I, makes you happy? I, you know, Bernie Dorman said something that I think is very important. He said the happiest day of our, the two most important moments in life, the day that we're born, and the other moment is the day we realize why we're born. I think when you're in alignment or why you're here, that gives you a sense of happiness and a sense of fulfillment and a sense of joy that passeth all human understanding. Uh, getting up in the morning, knowing the reasons you were chosen out of 400 million sperm, yeah. to come here to do a work that is your assignment to leave the world in better shape than how you found it, to bring something here that was not here before you showed up. And when you know what that is and you go after that, that to me is living life full and it gives you a sense of fulfillment that, that goes beyond who you are and has impact that unravels long after you're boxed and buried. How did you find that? Through experimenting, you know, and when I, I just tried a lot of things. I used to be a disc jockey. Les Brown, LB, Triple P, there were none before me, there will be none after me, therefore that makes me the one and only young and single and loved to be. I was the man about town. I used to be a state legislator, a community activist, I used to be a photographer. I've done a variety of things and then getting into speaking and now training speakers, which is my greatest gift of helping a person to find their voice. And so through experimenting, I'm an author, so all of those things help to contribute to who Les Brown is. Hmm.
Is there something that you would say to someone, no matter what, about finding their voice, about finding their truth? Or is everyone different? I believe that everyone has a, has a calling on their life, the fact that they're still here. And they owe it to themselves to find out what is it they're supposed to do. An experiment. I, I went from job to job trying to find that which resonated with me. And everything that I've gone through, all the defeats, all the disappointments, I tell people that when you're going through some tough times, you don't want to just go through them, you want to grow through them. What is it that you learn from that? And, and it's going to give birth to a part of yourself that you don't know. And I think that through that persistent and that thirst and that hunger to find out that other part of yourself, that's, that's worth the journey that you're going to go through. Is there an issue that you care most about? Is there something that if you could I care dedicate? about breast cancer. My mother was a 22-year breast cancer conqueror, so I do a lot of work in that area to raise funds for that. Um, I care about prostate cancer, being a 14-year prostate cancer conqueror, and encourage men to get their um, reg rectal digital examination and their PSA test, and I'd be glad to make a check out prostate by looking in our ears. And um, you don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I care about our youth. Uh, one of the things I do with young people, help them mindset development, teach them how to become effective communicators, how to dress like a prospect and not a suspect, um, how to select relationships that's an asset to them rather than a liability, and success strategies for making it in a global economy. I care about autism. I'm raising funds in that particular area, helping parents know the three most important things that you must identify between a child's age of zero and three before their brain fully develops. Those are the things I care about, and reducing the recidivism rate. We incarcerate more people in the United States than any place else in, in the on the planet, and I believe that we can do more than just warehouse people. We can transform them. The technology is available. The methods available. We just have not made the commitment to do that. Les, as a final question, you mentioned parenting. What is it that parents must do, must say, must teach their kids? so that they you know, grow up with a different set of beliefs, different way of viewing the world, different way of viewing themselves? Well, I believe something that Betty Davis said, that as a parent, you must be comfortable with at some point in time, your kids are going to hate your guts for the decisions that you make, things that you see that they don't see and they will vehemently disagree with you, and that it's not about your being their friend, it's not about them liking you but respecting you and following your guidance, but you've got to be uncomfortable with the fact that they're going to hate your guts for looking out for their best interests. And maybe you might be boxed in, and buried before they come to a place and say, whoa, I see what my father meant, or I see what my mother meant. Because the things my mother told me, I couldn't see it then. I was not mature enough to see it, but I see it now. And it's, I, I say thank you, Mama. And I say thank you, Mama, too, for giving yeah. us who you are today. Thank you so much for being on the show, Liz. Thank you so very much. God bless the day you were born. Oh, thank you. It's a true pleasure to cross paths with you. For more information about the extraordinary Les Brown, please visit his website at lesbrown.com. He also told me before the show started that he's doing a special program about people discovering their own voice, their power voice, why you're here, what you should be doing with your life. So I highly encourage you to check in, get more details about that. And for more inspiring, informative, exciting interviews, please be sure to check us out on the web at changenation.com. Thanks for listening.